Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Sucks. I'm Uncle Dad and with me as always is the one and only Mike Hampton. Mike, what's up? Hello, hello. Uh, hey man, uh, it's good to, to talk to you. Um, I think uh, last week's episode was an interesting one. It was fun. And now we're talking about something I love very dearly and that's motherfucking dragons. Oh, <laughs> dropped an MF bomb in there. That shows early. you that shows early. you how much I love dragons, dude. That's the earliest I think we've ever dropped a uh, f bomb on the show. Is that a is that okay? Well, you know, we were critiquing ourselves this morning, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just so excited about dragons. I love dragons, man. I love yeah. dragons. I love knights. I love mages. Is this making me a little too nerdy now, guys? I mean, hey, let your flag fly, man. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we dive into all of that, of course, we have to pay the bills. And, Mike, I see your tattoos are looking a little... Uh... All right. Uh... <laughs> well, Mike, your tattoos look great. They do, but they could look, <laughs> but they could look better. Uh, our newest sponsor, Lucky 13 Tattoo Care, is uh, a great product that we are going to be working with uh, going forward. And what's really great is that uh, we are going to show the results and show how true it is. Now, I'll be honest with you, if it doesn't stick up to the title, if it doesn't really rejuvenate your uh, tattoos, you know what? We'll be honest about that. Um, but uh, we're going to start that process hopefully this week, and then we'll talk about it in two or three weeks. But uh, I think rejuvenation of your tattoos is a great idea. Hopefully you agree with that, Mike. I do. I think, uh, you know, it's an investment. Oh, for sure. And, and I know you know a lot of people that have tattoos, I'm sure. So, if this product does well, then you definitely got to tell them to get it. <laughs> I'll spread the word to my uh, friends in the tattoo community for sure. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, but what's really great is that you can actually try it yourself at home for a discounted price. That's right. You can get 25% off anything. No exclusions on that website uh, by using promo code all lowercase Uncle Dad Talks. 25% off uh, promo code Uncle Dad Talks at you can go to the website protectyourink.com because let's be honest, you always want to protect your ink correct yeah yep. i love it absolutely um and you can tell i'm a little juice today besides dragons but also because i'm drinking a raise as i always do for each episode that's I think, right i think uh you know if there isn't no raise in my life there's nothing else i can do so you know i i need raise to uh to keep to help me raise it up if you will yeah you have to raise to the occasion you know it dude right ah um that's right. Uh, go to reppsports.com. That is repsports.com. Check out all the great raised products by Rep Sports and use promo code Uncle Dad Talks all lowercase to get you 25% off anything on that website. There is some exclusion, so just keep that in mind. Uh, all right, baby Gabe. Oh, I called you baby Gabe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead. Are you, are you missing baby Gabe right now? Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe yeah <laughs> maybe Did you hear that baby game oh i know wow mm. um <laughs> mike uh on the subject of dragons you disclosed to me you're not the biggest fan of fantasy not that you don't like it it's just not your your forte i did not finish game of thrones oh i thought you did in all honesty i watched i think the first three or four seasons well, are you ready for the whole crowd to turn against me? I've never even seen Game of Thrones. But you're a fantasy man. Yeah, but that never really... There's spoke. dragons. Yeah, but it never really spoke to me. I like more of like... This is right where I'm super nerdy. But I like more of like World of Warcraft style. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I've never... I don't know anything about that. Do you even know what that is? 
I mean, no, I've heard of it. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of people are going to turn on me now, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. It's just an episode where they they, uh, they 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 become the angry villagers and kill us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, I love dragons and I love fantasy. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I've been getting more into it again, like I used to back in the day. Uh, R. A. Salvatore was a big favorite of mine. Uh, wrote some really great books. Um, I actually think some of my favorite authors. Not then. This isn't all fantasy, but some of my favorite authors include. All right, Salvatore, uh, Clive Barker. I love Clive Barker. I don't know if you're a Clive Barker fan, but um, I would love to get him on the show one day. That'd be amazing. Well, he was, isn't he a horror? Yeah. What's I'm saying? But he does like horror fantasy sometimes. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's a, but he's a damn good writer. So, yeah. Um, but I really enjoy just getting lost in these worlds. I really enjoy getting a part of a, a different time, you know, like, um, for those of us who follow on Instagram, you would know that we were just at the Renaissance Fair. So that kind of also shows you how much I really dig this style. Um, but what's interesting is um, I don't think there's a lot of representation about it anymore. I don't think really nobody talks about it. So I found it, it kind of exciting to do this. And so no better way to do it than showcasing people's talents and their passions and stuff. So we have the very talented art, uh, artist, author, K.N. Lee, who is a New York Times and US t- USA Today bestselling author, uh, primarily known for the Dragonborn saga, uh, will be on the show today. So for me, that's probably pretty exciting. Uh, it's the first time we ever had a, like, a, like a legitimate, just straight author, I, I think, right, Mike, on the show? I think so. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah, pretty yeah. exciting, you know, mm-hmm. getting uh, our first author on the show, especially and- new... Excuse me. Go ahead. And, and it's nice that we're having female on the show again. Yes, yes. Uh, we hear you loud and clear, everybody. We're we're working yes. on it. We're working yes. on it. <laughs> we're gonna have some more. I promise you. I promise you. It's not always uh, guys up in here. Yeah. We uh, don't always. We don't want to just always talk to men. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're dead right for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, what is some of your thoughts on fantasy, really? Like, I know that you kind of said it's not your thing, but what is overall like your thoughts on it? Like, I mean, do, do you do you not like it just because it just doesn't speak to you, or is it just because you, you know that's a little too much of a mythological idea? Yeah, I wouldn't say I don't like it. I definitely enjoyed Lord of the Rings, and I watched The Hobbit and all that, and um, I like I like it. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just not really what calls to my uh, to the my imagination thirst uh now does that include like all types of media does that include like you know movies and 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 podcasts and books what for fantasy yeah i don't know it's not something like i search for um okay yeah i don't know what to say sorry okay well you know it's an awesome fantasy movie we're talking about fantasy stuff real quick is uh i just loved the reboot they did of king arthur have you seen that with uh i think directed by guy Ritchie. What's it called? King Arthur. Oh, it's called King Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, for sure they're going to turn against you this time. <laughs> I'll win them uh, back. Yeah, you will. You will. I know you. You always do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I because I just I don't know. There's something really badass about a dude just with, with big muscles killing everybody. <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> I do like that, man. I do, I do. But that's hey, you, you you're a you love, uh, you know Bruce Willis, and he was the the OG action star. Imagine yeah. if Bruce Willis had a, a fantasy medieval movie. Yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you would. <laughs> um, you know, one movie I did really like, and this is I I don't know, it's a hundred years ago now, but uh, Reign of Fire. Do you remember that movie? 
Yes, Matt, with Matthew McConaughey, right? And Christian Bale. That's and right. In the future, when the earth world, the Earth is taken over by dragons. Yes. Yeah, I really like that movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about Dragon Heart? Remember that one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sean <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, How many times can we say dragon in this episode? That's what I say. <laughs> if if someone's listening and they send us a note on Instagram with the correct number of times we say dragon, we'll send them. Uh, You'll draw them a dragon. We'll send them a drawing of dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get a Mike Hampton exclusive. <laughs> uh, but anyways, without further ado, we'll be right back, everybody, with uh, New York Times bestselling author K.N. Lee. <laughs> hey, how's it going? My name is Tion Buku One. I'm a skateboarding, graffiti writing, bowling son of a Black Panther. And I'm Yula. <laughs> and we are the co-hosts of the Black Russian Podcast. Our podcast is a deep dive into relationships from monogamy, non-monogamy, open, poly, and whatever other labels that us wacky humans come up with. Let's go beyond the assumptions, beyond the stigmas, stereotypes, and most definitely beyond the judgment. We share our highs, lows, face plans, and triumphs of trying to love in ways that fit us individually while we continue our journey through life together. With topics like yuck and yums, poly trendy, how does it really feel, and tour life, tour wife, we discuss how to build and define relationships that are tailor-made for you. Let's talk about it. Let's be honest. All from a soulful perspective. Soul. Now let's be clear. <laughs> let's we don't advocate clear. any one relationship style over the other. Nah. We advocate any and all relationships that encourage truth, honesty, and the freedom to do it how you do it. Deconstruct decolonize and rebuild in your own way with a black russian podcast available wherever you get your podcasts all right mike we are back uh with the ever so wonderful kn lee kn how are you i'm doing great how are you guys yeah we're we're well good we're well on this uh wonderful day um (laughs) How is uh how how is life over there on the East Coast right now? It's pretty nice. Like the weather's still great. Like it's pretty lovely. Really? It's like 50 degrees today. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's like way too hot. So we're over here in the Bay Area. So we're like in the San Francisco area. And it is like 90 degrees over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little too, a little too much for us. I don't mind it. Uh, yes. So, okay. Uh, so before I kind of dive into like your books and stuff, let's kind of get like an introduction of you. Um, who, who are you and, uh, who are, and what are these awesome books that you write? Oh, thank you. Well, my name is Kay and Lee, but my, my real name is Kenya Moore and I am an author mentor and, um, yeah, I've been published since 2013 and I've been doing that consistently. I've published over 40 novels now, and um, it's been a lovely journey. So now I help other authors as well on their journeys. And um, yeah, it's definitely like my life's purpose. So I'm very happy to be doing this. 
<laughs> that's uh that's 49 books wow yeah 40 40 oh 40 i'm sorry i thought you said 49 i'm so sorry okay. uh, yeah. listen listen Uncle Dad. i know man i guess uh, <laughs> it's too hot over here like i said <laughs> yeah more to come though so i'll get there before we know it <laughs> For sure. And we'll definitely talk about those too. Uh, but I'm, where, where does the, so I'm familiar with the Dragonborn saga. Yeah. Is that the, that's not the first set of books that you've released, correct? It's not. Okay. Uh, that one, it is my most popular series. Um, but yeah, that one came out in 2017. And that was probably like the fourth series I'd started. Oh, wow. Okay. So what was the, uh, the first one, the one that kicks it all off? The first one was actually the Chronicles of Koa. It's okay. uh, it's a, it's like um, <laughs> it's like a paranormal CIA kind of agency. Whoa, that definitely sounds yeah. like my kind of stuff too. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Can you uh, can you give us like a, if, if you don't mind, like a brief summary of that book? Yeah, sure. So the main character, I was actually inspired to make this character when I was living in Korea. So she's. Korean and um, she is uh, she's also like a hybrid vampire but her other side is not to be determined until book four but yes it's about a like a supernatural CIA agency who kind of has a um, a treaty with like the vampires and the harmful creatures of the world to protect the humans so yeah <laughs> and she is kind of like you know, like a female blade John Wick <laughs> that makes sure that the, the laws are upheld. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when, when, what's your, uh, when you sit down to write a book, um, and maybe you can even take this back to when you're writing your first novel, how do you, how does it start for you? You have an idea and then you start kind of jotting out like lots yeah. of the story or like how, how does it kind of create itself? My writing pro process is vastly different from most, as I've discovered from connecting with other authors. The majority of my books come from dreams, and I will have that scene, or I will see the whole book play out over a series of dreams that recur, and that's how it's always been since I was a little girl. <laughs> Whoa, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's intense. I love that. So do you have like a, so you wake up. I, I don't think you like go to bed and you go, okay, I'm going to dream a dream of my next book, right? It just comes. And then you have like a dream log that you kind of jot right away or? I do. I keep a journal by my, by my bed, or if I'm too tired to write in the middle of the night, I'll just email, email myself <laughs> what I saw so that I remember in the morning, but I've been doing it so long that I kind of like made that like, um, I've kind of strengthened the ability to remember my dreams and it's been very, very beneficial to me. <laughs> wow. That's how do you, how do you, how does one like work on that? Like try to like work on their memory of learning or not remembering their, remembering yeah. their dreams. So lucid dreaming is something you can work on. Really? And what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with that. Could you mind uh, <laughs> kind of telling me about that? Yeah, lucid dreaming is basically the ability to like have an awareness that you're in a dream and kind of um, 
you can stay in there longer and you can remember more, but it's just like any other like skill, you have to practice it. So writing my dream down for many years helps me remember more and like, you know, deepen what I can remember. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You're going to make me work on something now because that just blew my mind. Yeah. I, ne I never really heard of that before. Mike, have you heard of that before? Yes, I have. Shame okay. on you for not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. And I think that's fascinating that. And I was like, man, how come I've never done that before either? Now I got to try to work on it. So thank you so much for inspiring me. Yeah. Not, not even just with your books, but now you're inspiring me with other things. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, so you said that you had spent some time in Korea. Um, did you, were you, are you from Korea? I'm not, I'm okay. not. I did um, some teaching there and okay. yeah, some teaching and exploring Yeah. Um, back in 2014, no, 2000, not 2014, it was before I published. So it was like 2012. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was a while back. Yeah. Did you draw <laughs> a lot of experience from Korea into your books, you would say? Yeah, definitely. Um, part of the main character's experience is recapping memories of living in uh, Daegu, South Korea, and um, being taken from her home there to Europe. Wow. So yeah, they pulled a lot of what I'd actually seen and put it into my books. What's the, um, what made you just go, I'm going to write, like, I'm just going to do this right now. Like, what made you kind of do that? Um, I've, I've actually been writing for a very long time. I wrote my first novel at 11. So oh, I, yeah. <laughs> what was so the first novel? The first one I wrote is called Rise of the Flame, but it surprisingly wasn't the first one I published. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so the story is I was seeking out a traditional publisher and while I was traversing England to find my dream publisher, I was too impatient to wait. So I was like, I'm just going to like self-publish something in the meantime while I shop this book around. So I was shopping Rise of the Flame and I published Chronicles of Koa in the meantime. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, that's, um, wow, you have done some traveling, it sounds like. <laughs> but the traveling author, wow, that's amazing. Um, do you take any uh, inspiration from other authors as well? I'm assuming yes. Oh, definitely. Stephen King, for sure. Um, Brandon Sanderson. Um, I was actually in England to pitch his agent. So yeah, <laughs> big influence over me. Um, Tolkien, obviously. Yeah. And I felt like like I, I felt like Anne Rice had like very good vampire lore. Mm. So she definitely inspired me. Dracula, you know, all of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. That's uh, yeah. It's um, I, I, do you find yourself uh, with fantasy nowadays? Do you find yourself feeling like fantasy is not as prevalent as it used to be? You know what? I think that Fantasy has kind of evolved a little bit um, from what I grew up reading. There are still those, you know, very big tomes of like rich, you know, um, uh, epic fantasies. And I think that it's evolved in the way that people can like digest better for like, I feel like Game of Thrones has like opened up a box for a lot of people who weren't into fantasy. Mm. And now they're like, now I get it. So I definitely feel like it has evolved and changed and um, 
it's it's definitely drawing in more people to write it as well as a result got you now with with bringing up game of thrones so i've actually never yeah. watched game of thrones ever okay <laughs> <laughs> mike is mike shames me for some reason with that do you yeah. think that's a shame <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I was talking earlier in the episode, I, I wasn't a huge fantasy fan, so to say, but um, Game of Thrones definitely brought a different aspect to to, to fantasy, right? Like there was yeah. a whole, um, not, a, not a, like a soap opera, but there was definitely a lot of, uh, I don't know, what would you say that, 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 that Game of Thrones brought with the characters like that, the inner working of all the characters, how that kind of evolved it in your point of view? I think that for, I think the Game of Thrones was just very character centered and um, every character that you can pull out had some kind of mysterious backstory or interesting backstory. And I think that that's what people started to root for, even though I'm not gonna give away any spoilers, but. <laughs> Even though you can get really in, in love with the character and you're not sure where they're going to go in the series, but I think that that was the main draw in is these really fully fleshed out characters that weren't cookie cutter. They all had their flaws. They all had their desires and they were all just trying to survive. So I think that that really appealed to the common person of all across all walks is like, we can all kind of get that, you know? So I think that that was a good, um, definitely something that was very wise for the directors and producers and writers to really um, bring that out onto screen. Yeah, so uh, it's almost like, you know, the character has a whole has a whole history and backstory. We may not even know it all, but it's like, it's almost written and it comes out through their emotions. Do you do a similar thing with your characters? Like we build a backstory for the character then that helps you write them as you continue the books? I do, I do, yes. Um, my books are also very character focused, but they also have like very fast paced plots. Um, I kind of write my books, to me, they look like movies, so I write them that way. Um, but yeah, the characters are definitely very, um, they definitely have their, their inner battles and, um, a big thing for me is to have a lot of these characters face like face these different obstacles with their um, their different traumas and their different trying to discover who they are. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I think discovery is like a big part of even like the Dragonborn series, right? Yeah, a, yeah, you can yeah. definitely feel that. So I, I get what you mean. Um, I, I, speaking of Game of Thrones, I am curious, um, and this is not like a knock at all, but the cover <laughs> makes me think of Game of Thrones when I see it. Is, oh, it, is that yeah. intentional? <laughs> you know, what's funny is I actually did not commission that cover. That cover was designed, pre-designed by an artist. And I came across it and I was like, that's my cover. Yeah. I didn't have the thing. And it was just, it was like meant for me. For sure. So. It's a dope, it's a very cool image for sure. But when I, when I see it in the world of like, you know, Game of Thrones has that very, you know, their books and like, you know, their DVDs have a very unique like covering to it. And then every time mm -hmm. I see this, it's like, oh, that's why it's like the font I would call it like Game of Thrones font. But Mike, you're, you're an illustrator. What kind of font is that? 
It's a fantasy font, man. Uh, oh, <laughs> come on. Uh, so who did the um, who did the the image inside here that we see throughout? Uh, so this was designed by Danielle. Wait a minute. Okay, so Danielle Fine did the cover. She's a South African artist. Wow. Uh, and the inner the inner um, design was done by Ashley Michelle of AM Creations. So two different artists helped me make this book. Wonderful. Do you normally stick with uh, all female artists? I have um, mostly. I have one male artist in the Philippines who does great work for me, but because I'm such a prolific writer, I need several to like keep up with me. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah, and you know, on, on that note, how how I I, I don't, personally I, I have not. I mean, I don't know too many authors, I suppose, but how how are you able to put out so so much content? Like that's that's so impressive. Like even as a podcast, we can't even do that. So it's like it's so impressive that you can put out so much content. How does that? How does that? How do you make that work? Thank you. Well. Um, I've always like, even like before I was an author, I was actually a nanny. And even when I was a nanny, I was writing like every time they took a nap all weekend, every night. It's just, I kind of like knew early on that this like my calling. So it's just been like a constant thing. Like I'm always writing. If I'm not writing, I'm thinking of writing or like typing ideas to myself. So I just kind of like, I did used to have like a very, um, strict writing schedule where I would get 5,000 words a day or more. So <laughs> at least like two books a month, sometimes three. And that was a really, really interesting time period between 2017 and 2019. And then I actually slowed down. I was like, I don't think this is sustainable. I kind of need a break. So I've been trying to be more balanced in how much I just right and how much i take care of myself and do other things so yeah i was like I, just, I think i deserve a little bit of a break <laughs> oh always, always. Know, balance is important and burnout is a real thing in the creative world for sure yeah. um can i ask you about so you 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 get your ideas basically from your dreams you have your dream journal and when you go to write do you have like a, a routine like it's first thing in the morning do you not look at any internet emails do you sit in a coffee shop like what does that look like when you're actually writing yeah so when I'm writing I definitely have like somewhat like a ritual if I'm writing at home I kind of like tap into like all of my senses so I'll like do like a scented candle that like has like a scent of like where I'm writing. Like if it's like a, if it's set in like an Eastern country, I will like pull in some scents from that area or wherever I'm writing from. So I'll do incense or candles. I always do music. Um, I write to a lot of Celtic music and world music. I'm um, just going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's definitely a big part of my writing process is having music. So it'll be like, Germanic, Nordic, you know, Viking music, or like even like shamanic drumming, like it definitely helps me get into that zone. And um, even if I'm in a coffee shop, I will have my earbuds or something, and you know, I'll I'll still I'll still have that part. Um, but yeah, then I just like open up the document and I'll just go. <laughs> And, and when you when you write, 
do you uh this i just i'm always i'm curious about this i was talking to someone else who write was writing a film and they were telling me how their mind is best and fresh in the morning before they even look at email social media uh it, it allows your brain to just go right into the creative space and not kind of get distracted by out outside stuff can does that sound familiar to you or are you able to yeah for sure like I, I definitely feel like um in the morning is like like a very good sweet spot for tapping into that creative muse for me but you know but it's always there sometimes I have to work harder to get to it but you know the morning time does it does it is a good time before you clutter your mind with like the world so <laughs> yeah yeah it's um your writing process sounds so interesting to me because I feel like, uh, Mike, tell me if I'm wrong, is that kind of pretty much how you would do your art? Well, um, art, no, but when I'm writing stuff, yes, I, I like, you know, it's kind of like meditating for me. I'm better at meditating in the morning before anything happens than I am at night. You know, some people work great at night and into the night I'm, I'm more of a fresh, like, you know, in the same way, like early in the morning when I'm writing is, is, is best. Yeah. With, with the, um, the, so the subject of your, of your books, uh, and I, I bring up the Dragonborn the most because, you know, obviously we know it's one of your most popular works. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if I can ask this, if you can even tell us this or not, is there a chance that we may see that as a Netflix show or anything? Say <laughs> 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 that it's definitely, um one of my biggest dreams to be you know film show some sure. something to like reach a wider audience so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I bring it up because when I was reading it and I'll be completely honest I'm not completely finished with book one yet but okay. um as I'm reading it I you know I always think whenever I read anything new I always think you know can I see this on the screen you know whether it's a big one or small and I feel like this would be wonderful on the like Netflix or Hulu or even possibly even like um like MTV even like I think they could make it make it awesome yeah you know? um because I go ahead I'm sorry no I'm just saying yeah I forgot they were venturing out into like making original yeah. well not original like you know taking scripts and yeah yeah, they their 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 TV content is much more impressive than it used to be at least and uh, mm -hmm. you know I I see a lot of that in there because. What would you say the target audience is for your books? Oh, well, that's very interesting because um, demographic wise, the it, it's kind of more, a little bit more male, like of uh, 25 to like 35 from what the numbers show, but the women are more vocal in reaching out to me. Uh, so yeah, I would say any anyone from like, most of my books are appropriate for like upper YA so like teenagers and up um yeah so I would say like teenagers to like adults I, I have like people in my fan club they're in their 50s so it's really a wide a wide range <laughs> that's um when you say um when you say that your uh your your target your audience is like they reach out to you it's more female why do you think the male audience yeah. doesn't reach out as often I, I, it, it is, I'm not sure. I, I definitely do have male fans that reach out and 
are in my fan club and are like um very lovely but it 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 is more I'm not sure maybe they just feel more approachable to me I don't know <laughs> do, you, do you think it's a matter of like the the masculinity aspect right like some men are like oh it's uh you know <laughs> it's about dragons and stuff like it's you know it's not very manly I guess do you think that's may maybe be part of it no because I know most of my demographic who are male are into like Dungeons and Dragons and like Magic the Gathering yes. so it's like not outside of their interests <laughs> oh well that's awesome okay I feel better now awesome <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh when you're coming up and and this is always interesting to me, especially in the beginning. How do you go about pitching your book to a publisher? Do you have like a list or do you have someone that does that for you? Like, how does that process work? So I will tell you a little bit about like when I first got started, I was hyper-focused on getting traditionally published. Like Tor was like my dream. Um, that's a big fantasy publisher. Uh, but I was also like into like the big five. I'm not sure if there's still five anymore because it's changed so much since when I started. So I definitely was, I definitely went to get my agent and go the traditional route. But again, my process has been so different than the traditional process. I actually went out to seek out an agent, but like I mentioned, I was kind of impatient. So I published on my own mm -hmm. and that route kind of took me the reverse way where I got out there and I gathered a decent amount of success and made a lot of bestsellers lists where agents came to me. So I started to get agents pitching me and I was like, well, this is cool. So I have an agent now who does pitch my work to like audio and like foreign rights and like uh, publishers. So um, I started out on my own where I did it all myself. So I got to see both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, you, so you basically just took the bull by the horns and like, I'm gonna do this. And it yeah. went so well that now you have the people that you might've been going after to come to you, which is yeah. like so rewarding, right? Like, yeah, thank you. Especially when you were doing a job and maybe you didn't hate your job, but you had another job before this that wasn't your life's purpose, mm -hmm. right? Like um, I imagine for you now, especially with your, New York uh, bestsellers, uh, New York Times bestsellers, uh, to add to your name, that must feel so rewarding, right? Yeah, it does, definitely. And I think a big part of what I'm doing now is trying to inspire aspiring authors that there is not one door or one path to that, you know, to your wish. Like there's many paths and you really just have to believe in yourself and you know, put your, put yourself out there. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk, like, talk about that for like, how does that work where you're mentoring? Do you have courses that people sign up to and it's like an online course or what does that look like? I am developing an online course to help people with publishing and um, craft, but right now it's one-on-one -on -one, just like different authors where I'm working with them one-on-one, -on -one. like, you know, I'll help them with their marketing and I'll help them with, their plot and I'll like even like read their book and critique and like give them any pointers but it's definitely just having like encouraging them and supporting them and like showing them like different routes to like getting published and um even like helping them with their query letters for 
and publishers. So yeah, right now it's 101. And so they, people can, do you have a website? Cause I tried to find a website, like how do they, how do they find you for that? So my website is author K and Lee. Um, I also have bookishdeals.com and I'm working on author exposure Inc, which will be launching tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. when this comes out, everybody, this, that means it'll already have be launched. So, wow. Yeah. yeah that I, I, I was doing, um, I used to have a publishing house that I, I've since closed. So a lot of people have known me from that. And that's how I've gotten a lot of, um, but I'm also like very present in the indie author community and traditional authors. So um, there's a lot of Facebook groups to support authors and be like a community for us. So, yeah. When you do something <laughs> like make the New York Times bestseller list, how does that change how you approach writing or just uh, engaging with people? Does, do you feel like you have more at stake now that you've kind of reached that level? Is there more pressure? I definitely feel like um, the more and more eyes have been on my books, the it's kind of it's kind of been like a double-edged sword. Like it hasn't changed it too much, but I definitely feel like I want to like. Okay, so when I say double-edged sword, I will say that when I first started writing, um, I did get a little bit um, sidetracked by criticism and it kind of um, made me a little more hyper aware of like the themes I would write about. They, I started out with them being a lot darker and I feel like I kind of tried to make them a little, main, little more mainstream, but I've actually gone back to my roots of like, not being not shying away from my darker themes and like really deeping diving into like human nature and the human psyche and my stories even if it makes some people uncomfortable so I feel like having more eyes on me has actually made me want to go back to being like not so not really caring what <laughs> you know people think about my themes because I feel like I write them for a purpose so yeah I definitely just feel like um just makes me want to be better and to be better I have to be more authentic so that's what I'm definitely focusing on now yeah I think that definitely translates to when an artist is really true to their craft and their their creative flow so to speak that it, it definitely shows in the work I think in all aspects right like music visual yeah. art the art of writing you know it, it's definitely something that translates out um mm -hmm. And do you also uh, kind of do uh, uh, where you tie in maybe some themes that are that we're dealing with currently in, in, in the real world, but like format them to fit into the fantasy world as well? I, I do. I do. Um, I like to take different um, social issues and different like um, different things that we've encountered in history as well and like write it in a way that people can digest and kind of like heighten their perception. Um, so yeah, definitely do tackle a lot of those things. That's why I work with like, um, I like to work with like, I, I, I like to work with like um, strong female characters, but I do write male characters as well. But I also like to write, you know, characters of like, are kind of underrepresented like my Korean character or, or my Indian characters 
And I like to um, give them a, a, you know, like a spotlight as well and like show some of their culture um, and like some of the issues that they're facing in like their countries. So yeah, I definitely do pull in a lot of what we are seeing or have seen in history and put into my stories. On the subject of that, has there ever been, you know, being a female author, but also being a, you know, a female author of POC, have mm -hmm. you ever had the, what, what challenges come, come with that? Or is there any challenges? Um, so when I first started out, I kind of, um, I remember doing research about um, how there could be a little bit of like a stigma of like um, being a person of color and writing fantasy but being um categorized is like um categorized in the wrong category just because of your um being a person of color so that's why kind of why I chose a pen name and I was kind of ambiguous about myself when I started so a lot of people thought I was an Asian man when I first started and I was <laughs> like <laughs> I wasn't anticipating that to that extent <laughs> Um, I definitely was strategic in going with the pen name because I was, I definitely, you know, yeah, I was just trying to be strategic, but it actually has turned out not to be as much as, as a um, pigeonhole um, throughout my career. I think I've kind of garnered the respect of um, men, women across like, you know, all races. So but I just think I, I put in that work, you know, sure. <laughs> and I had to myself for sure. I definitely had to prove myself. Yeah. I was wondering if you had a, a pen name because you were hiding from a stalker. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the movie Misery, right? I have. <laughs> seen <laughs> have you ever had that, like a, a fan, kind of obsessed fan or, or someone like, I have like coming a little pasting the boundaries a bit. Yeah. How do you deal with something like that? I have. And it, it was a period of like um, a little period that was like a little scary because I would do like signings like, oh, if they show up my signing, like, how do I promote this? But um, I've since faced, you know, I've, I've, I've since like, you know, let that fear go and like started to trust my intuition more about like, you know, what gigs to take and like not really having that fear of like someone showing up. So yeah, I I definitely have had a period of that, but mm. I've since relaxed on it. <laughs> I'm still careful. Like I, I'm still careful. I, I really don't like share where I live or anything, like even like the city. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is kind of a tricky thing when you want to promote. Uh, I would assume you're promoting on, on social media. Hey, I'm going to be signing at this Barnes and Noble or whatever, and yeah. then who knows who's just gonna be yeah. in line, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I've just like you know, um, released a lot of fear around that. Just like my intuition is pretty good, so mm -hmm. if I feel something's up, I I kind of know. So, <laughs> are you able to like at a signing like wave a flag and there's a security <laughs> that can step in and move it along, kind of thing? <laughs> Um, that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. You should uh, tie in with the fantasy and do like a dragon call or something, or like a war call. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just make the security wear a dragon outfit. <laughs> yes, <then> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what's uh, interesting on the subject of dragons? Uh, 
do you find them as interesting as most fantasy people do because some people i feel like don't care about dragons so are you really into oh. world of dragons i'm so into dragons and awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> And I think people are more getting into it because I, I see a lot more dragons on covers and people really playing up dragons, you know, in recent times. Um, yeah, I think I think it's gaining popularity. I think it, it goes in spurts, like different um, creatures like go in spurts, like fairies might be popular one year, vampires one year, werewolves. And then it kind of just goes in like like little spurts, like vampires are in again. So... <laughs> Are, are vampires in again? I didn't They're know that. In- ah, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that's <laughs> good. That's good news news for my comic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> vampires are trending. Oh, oh. man. Um, I, what I think is fascinating, really, what really caught my attention with your book in the world of dragons is that it deals with the dragonborns. And that to me is something in the world of fantasy that I don't see that often anymore. Um, I, you know, it's been a while, but I would like to, I used to remember that a lot in uh, R.A. Salvatore's work. And uh, I don't, I don't really see that anymore. So when you, that really kind of struck a chord with me because it was like, oh, that's so interesting that you're writing a, or you wrote this series about a dragonborn, you know, person. I, I think that's very exciting. And I think that's a, because the idea of like uh, somebody who can, you know, have that ability to change into a dragon, I feel like it's so just awesome, first off. And then nobody, utilizes that enough so i just think yeah i just wanted to tell you that's what was that's so awesome to me that you wrote that that's all i gotta say (laughs) here thank you (laughs) so just just for our listeners that don't know because i know but for the listeners that don't know what does dragonborn mean mike definitely knows (laughs) yeah but i just want the listeners to know um so in in my series the dragonborn um saga um for me uh it's they they have the ability to shift just like a wolf shifter or you know any kind of shifter um so but they will also keep like they will still have like some of their scales on their human skin when they're in human form um so yeah mine are just like dragon shifters that come from like a like a pure line um of like dragon clans mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, but oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, but the main character in that series is 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 more considered a half blood because she has full human as one of her sides, so she's unable to shift. <laughs> so, in the world of like traditional dragonborn, right? I've always yeah. thought this was interesting. How is it that a dragon and a human, you know, consummated? <laughs> 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 right on, you, you know how <laughs> i mean i i know how but i'm saying like i'm saying like it just when you think about that right it just it's like whoa <laughs> yeah. this is how me and my my author friends were like all right we're writing mermaids how are we going to do this like how are they going to make it? <laughs> yeah because it's definitely part of the logic right it's like the logic is like well yeah. how does that happen and i i don't know if at least I cannot remember of a book that has really dived into that of like, you know, how these two, you know, did their thing. And there you go. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's the, that's the next bright idea. The, the, uh, the uh, triple X version, if you will. Oh my <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> wow. 
already out there. I'm sure you're right. Exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. Do you get uh, full creative control when you're writing or does your publisher, do you have an editor? Like what, do you have a whole team or is it, yeah, how does that work? Yeah, I have full control and that's how I like it. Um, I do have different editors um, and they, they'll take my work and they'll do the developmental or the copy or line editing and like help me flesh out certain things and, and choose better verbiage. But for me, the stories are my full creative control. And that's how I like it. Same thing <laughs> with the art too. You you get to pick the artist, the art. Yeah. It's all that, yeah. I mean, that for the publisher, it's just to allow for that, right? That's. That actually, it's, it's, it's half true because I am hybrid. I am half indie, half traditional. So my traditional um, audio books, the publisher picks the artists. Um, and when I was with a traditional publisher for some books, they would, they would pick the artists too. So yeah, that's why I kind of like being hybrid because I kind of like having control over at least the eBooks, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And I actually wanted to ask about that, that, that ebook market, what do you mm-hmm. notice more of um, your, your books being sold to? Is it to the ebook market or is it more of the physical aspect? Definitely more so ebooks because people are just really embracing Kindle Unlimited and like Nook, um, iBooks. Um, it's just like a very fast and easy way to get a book and it's it's cheaper. But there definitely are people who like, especially during like Christmas, that's when the paperback and hardcover sales rise. But um, yeah, and then there's there's still like book clubs that want physical books. So it's still out there. People are still buying um, in print and I am in like different like bookstores and stuff. So it's definitely still, and I hope, I hope that it will continue to be, you know, that way where people are still buying physical print books. Cause that's how I like them. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, I feel yeah. like uh, I always worry about that, that if one day print, print books will be going away, like, you know, we're big comic book people, me and Mike. And it's like, we wonder, like, you know, we already see that shift, right? We see how it's yeah. becoming more digital now. And obviously books have been digital for a while, but I just would like to be always be able to go to a bookstore, specifically like a smaller, like, you know, mom and pop bookstore and mm-hmm. find these awesome books and stuff. So hopefully we never lose that. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, Mike, did, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry uh i love yeah i'm always uh a, a physical book um reader and uh i i mean i i i think there's just something about holding the book turning the page reading the the ink on the page i that's just you know but i'm old so <laughs> but you know what it is for me and I, I don't know if you feel this way uh can is uh i like the smell a lot <laughs> oh, yeah sure that yeah you can't replicate that. Like that's very special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I have a, I have this uh, Disney's children's book that's from 1940 something. Oh, and uh, I, I love it because when I open it up, it just has that the smell of yeah. history, if you will. <laughs> the silver like binding with like the little swirls. Cause I remember having those like, no, um, you know, if you give me like one second, I can actually show you real fast. So Mike, go ahead and ask them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the little golden books, right? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yes. Yeah, those were those were key. 
and to my childhood. Um, do you have you ever been approached or thought about because Uncle Dad mentioned comics? Have you ever thought about doing comics like your work, your book into a comic? Actually, the um, art the artist who did my coloring book um, has wanted to do like a graphic novel with me or like comics. So we are talking about that. So I, I have been, and I have been approached in, by others too. Um, it, it's definitely on my to-do list <laughs> because yeah. I'm a book fan too. So you are. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm definitely would love to like make that come to life. What kind of what what kind of books comics are you reading? What are you, what are you into? Well, I grew up with like DC and like Marvel, so and um, there were some other ones that I can't really really remember, but yeah, definitely was a big superhero fan from like very small. <laughs> what about uh, any fantasy comics? Have you read any? Um, not I don't really remember those from when I was a child, but. I definitely have gotten into some of the newer ones um, that I, I went to this, the, the, the book expo in like Chicago and got like a lot of like of the new comic books that are like, like thicker and they're just kind of like, they, they look like books, but they're comics. So I definitely got into some of those. There's one that I really like about like, um, it's almost like American gods, but it's not, <laughs> but there's like gods, like um, in like um, human form, warriors but like doing bad things. <laughs> I'll have to go find it on my bookcase. Um, but yeah, yeah, I still love comics. And I remember like reading the comics in the newspaper too. <laughs> oh yeah, comic strips for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I have bad news. I, I couldn't find that book. So, but it's, uh, it's it, I'll, I'll post it on Instagram when I find it. So just, I'll tag you in it and you can see it. <laughs> um, but uh you know, I, I'm assuming he was talking about comic books, so I wanted to ask uh, if he didn't ask this yet. Have you ever thought about writing a comic book, or have you written a comic book? Did he ask that already? Talking about that, like, um, um, have a graphic novel and, and a comic, um, in the works. Okay. Me and this um this uh Filipino artist, um, he did my coloring book for the Dragonborn Saga, so yeah, he's really good. So I'm really excited. And side note. Um, one of the other ones that I'm working with is one of the Final Fantasy artists. So really, wow. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike yeah. probably doesn't know what Final Fantasy is, but <laughs> I know what Final Fantasy is. I played it on Nintendo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, yeah. hold, are you a gamer as well? I am. Oh yeah. my goodness, we'll talk about that really quickly. So I'm a big gamer <laughs> myself, and I love. Uh, I love like the obviously like fantasy RPGs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, currently, I'm playing Tales of Arise. Have you played that? No, I haven't. Okay. I've been hearing new fun ones, and I'm like dying to like get into something new. Like the last one, I really like. I, I was big into MMORPGs, like when I was like me too, a true avid. Like this is my job. <laughs> me too. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what what yeah. was the MMO of choice? Lineage wow interesting okay yeah. <laughs> yeah so for me i you know and i may get some flack for this but i i've, I've been a world of warcraft fan through and yeah. through um yeah but lineage, lineage is pretty awesome as well yeah wow yeah. okay sorry we're, we're mike's tuning out now so yeah i'm totally zoned out I'm thinking, about, <laughs> thinking about what bills i have to pay <laughs> he's thinking about sports <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so uh, I wanted to ask too, um, when I had purchased your book, it came with some like gems and some, not gems, we wouldn't call them gems, would you? You would call them stones? Crystals, yeah. Crystals, yeah. It came with some crystals. It came with uh, a candle and it came with this oil, this um, like body oil. Is that stuff you all made besides the, obviously the crystals? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have like an online apothecary, so I kind of blend them and like do like dragon queen crates where yes. people find book, but they can also get like some cool little metaphysical things in their box. So yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I was going to ask if uh, you were thinking of any merchandising for, for the characters in your books. And that's, a, that's really cool because it's kind of like how you write it, right? Like you sent play the play, light the scented <laughs> candle that has this, this sense of kind of where you're writing. And then they can do the same thing when they're reading it. That's really, that's a nice way <laughs> to connect it all together. Thank that's, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, your, so I have to ask you, where do you get the tins for your candles? Oh my goodness. I love the tin. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I actually got those on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I like that. I have to keep that in mind because uh, I'm very big into candles myself. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is so nice. I, I really like it. It really, uh, and honestly, to Mike's point, because I did do that, Mike, just so you know, um, <laughs> that it adds to the experience almost like, because the smell that that candle gives off is a very uh, distinctive, like earthy, um, you know, floral smell. So mm -hmm. it does kind of add to that experience as you're reading it. You're reading it and you're almost as if you're traveling through that world. So it's a, That's great. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great experience. So awesome. Awesome, awesome job on that one for sure. Thank you. So happy to hear it. <laughs> Did you, was that something that you came up with? You were like, I want to, to help create this world for the readers more. So let me sell the, that was your thought. Yeah. I even put like a playlist of the songs I listened to while I was writing in oh. most of I feel like I might have forgotten some of them and I need to go back and do that but yeah I put like a playlist of like this is what I was listening to when I wrote this so you can like um you know listen Play. to it too yeah <laughs> can you can you send me that playlist because I, I didn't sure. think I got that yeah yet. yeah definitely awesome <laughs> um so as we begin to wrap up I wanted to talk about kind of what's going on in the future for you uh what do you have coming down the pipeline um, so I'm actually on book seven of the Dragonborn series that you're reading. Yes. So about this month. Oh, awesome. I have, I have a lot of yeah. catching up to do, but. <laughs> comes out this month. It comes out this month. Yeah. Um, do you have like an end in mind for this or is this going to just go forever? So I originally anticipate, I, my intentions were it for it to be a trilogy. Yes. And then it just kind of took off and I just fell so in love. And like the, like, this is my biggest series, like by far. And I'm just like, so love this, the, the world that I've created and the characters that I was like, all right, well, let's, let's do six. And I was like, oh, we still have more. We're not done here. So that's another reason why I love the freedom. I feel like my goal is to do like, it could go for like, probably nine I say nine, nine. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. nine yeah I mean I grew up like reading the sword of truth by Terry Goodkind and he's like 15 books in and it's like I like fantasy readers that's what we love 
If yeah. we love a world, we want to live there as long as possible. So I want to give that to my readers. Yeah, that's, um, you're, you're, you're super right about that because it is always about how long can we keep this world going? Yeah. yeah totally. Um, I'm like all of that. Uh, do you have other books as well coming out though, right? I do, I do. Um, so that one comes out and then book five in the first series that I ever wrote comes out um, next month. So I have like a book a month for the rest of the year, um, pre-order. Wow. Pre-order. Yeah. That is, that's <laughs> so impressive. And where can our audience uh, find you? You can find me on authorknlee.com. I'm official Kane Lee on all social media and I'm on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, Kobo, and um, Audible. <laughs> you ever speaking of Audible? Would you ever read your do you do the Audible of your own book, or is that only voice hired people that do that? So far, we've hired actors, but as soon as I get myself a little studio, I want to do them because I think that would be just magical. <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you listen to the audio records? Of I your do. Yeah. Oh, that made me cry because I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's like really cool to, to hear yeah. a hired actor reading what you wrote. Does it change how you see the story when you hear it back like that? It oh. does. It like makes it more real, especially for like Rise of the Flame. The person that we hired um, was like a, a linguist. So he knew how to do all the accents, the Scottish to the British and like hearing him use those accents and um, give that to my character was just like out of this world. <laughs> that's cool, right on. He did everything, it was great. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. Uh, well, Ken, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us. It was so much fun. Um, you you guys are great. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. And um, are you going to be doing uh, a signing anytime over here on the West Coast? Ooh, I, you know, I've done Atlanta Comic Con, but I have my eye on Comic Con out there. So hopefully you'll see me next year yeah. for the next yeah. <laughs> if you need someone to dress up as a dragon and stand by your table, shoot me a shoot me a. Oh, Uncle Dad wants to do it. <laughs> okay, he was. Let us know. It. Yes, you, you let us know. Yeah, yeah. We would love to. Any any West Coast things you do, let us know. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be your. Uh, you. We'll be your host. We'll be your entourage. Whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pumped. You guys <laughs> of course yes uh but thank you so much uh take care of yourself and uh we hope to actually uh, hold on i have one last question sure. um if you could recommend any book to our audience what would you be what recommend would that be what recommendation would that be <laughs> of my catalog or in general uh in general so not, not your catalog just something for somebody else to read. oh uh the mistborn trilogy by brandon sanderson easy easy okay yeah it okay. was one of the greatest things I've ever read. So yeah. <laughs> what, what was that called one more time? The Mistborn Trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. I'll, I'll look that up myself too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you so much, Kay. And take care of yourself. And we'll see you soon, I hope. Thank you. Bye. All right, take care. Bye. Take care.